One of the greatest achievements in life is finding our purpose and developing the courage to pursue it despite all challenges, circumstances, and uncertainties. My name is Angel Rivera, the kingdom-minded coach, husband, father, and pastor. First and foremost, thank you for taking the time to check out our podcast, where we help emerging kingdompreneurs discover their purpose, embrace uncertainty, and impact lives around the world without sacrificing your values. Over the last 14 years, I've been on a personal empowerment and spiritual development journey that's allowed me to understand how to honor God while pursuing my passion and goals in business and life. Along my journey, I found it challenging at times and began asking myself, how can I effectively help myself and other people focus on their goals, honor God, raise a family, be a great husband and or a wife, build a legacy, start a business, handle all the issues of life, and still have the energy to remain positive, take care of myself, and remain faithful and strong through the journey and storms of life. The good news? It's possible, and I can help. I developed the Kingdom Driven Purpose Method, aka the KDP Method, and I specialize again in helping people like you embrace the uncertainties of life, discover your kingdom-driven purpose, and impact the world through the empowerment principles found in the Word of God. So if you're ready to walk on water, connect deeper with God, pursue your God-given purpose, and impact the world like never before, get ready. This podcast is the place to be. Welcome home. The journey ahead is going to be exciting. Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Rivera, and today I'm bringing you episode 10 entitled Six Qualities of a Servant Leader. If you've been listening to our podcast for the last couple sessions and or if this is your first time listening, I just wanted to give you a quick rundown overview of what the Kingdom Minded Podcast is about and why I created the Kingdom Minded Coach. So we're dedicated to helping emerging and established kingdompreneurs like yourself, or perhaps you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, with kingdom values in mind, we help those individuals discover their purpose, answer their call, and then ultimately impact lives around the world through the Kingdom Driven Purpose Method, which is a framework that I created dedicated to purpose, vision, and mission for long-term life and business success. So in this podcast, we're going to introduce resources and content and even interviews that'll provide advice, practical steps, and wisdom in areas of leadership, ministry, faith, marriage, discipleship, and so many more areas so that you can be empowered to live and have a more powerful, purpose-driven kingdom life and business. So in this episode, we're going to really dive in and just give you a glimpse into the kind of qualities that a great leader has when it comes to becoming a servant. Because I don't know if you know, but the King of Kings, Jesus himself, was one of the greatest servants of all. And there's a scripture that I wanted to start off with. 
And this introduces the concept of what it is to become a servant leader and the authority that we can have inside of it. So in Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 28, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. It says, But Jesus called them together and said, and these are the disciples, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it'll be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, obviously, this is a beautiful Christian scripture that a lot of people talk about, especially in leadership. But in true leadership, biblical leadership, leadership isn't about making a name or a status quo for ourselves. It's about glorifying God and making God's name known. So again, it's not about us. It's about God. So whether or not you're like a president, a CEO, a top executive, maybe you're an older sibling, a young, you know, whatever the case may be, if you're in leadership, leadership is not about hoarding power or flaunting your authority over those that are underneath you. It's about serving them. And in this illustration in Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 through 28, Jesus gives a hardcore illustration of what that looks like, even bringing words like slave and servant. And while I'm not going to go deep into the meaning of slave and servant, because nowadays in the 21st century, we, a lot of people get sort of, you know, hurt and they get their feathers ruffled when they hear words like that and they immediately think, oh, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be a servant. But when we look back in biblical times, you have to take the words that are being used and consider their culture, consider the times and consider the the atmosphere and the communities and the way things were back then. And I want you to Try to reframe yourself and consider it more of a mindset, more of a spiritual slave, a spiritual servant, so that we can truly understand what that looks like, um, because it doesn't mean what we think it means. So number one, again, I wanted to give you six steps that you can digest, think about, and write notes on. But number one, to have a servant heart, this is the first thing I believe we got to have. And that's integrity. And in Proverbs 21, verse 3, it says, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Now, this is huge, right? Because in the Bible, we talk about sacrifice, and that's huge. And the ultimate sacrifice we just celebrated not too long ago, last weekend, was Easter. The sacrifice of sacrifices. But in this scripture, it says, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Meaning that, as a servant leader, we have to have the quality of an in- of an integrity uh, integral person integrity is huge that's like that's the kind of stuff that talks to your spirit and your mind. Having integrity is being able to make the right decisions when nobody's looking. It's not manipulating your way to the top, not trying to push somebody down, doing in the secret what you would do in public. It's having a conscious, a God conscience, and it's actually 
it, uh, it goes hand in hand with being humble. Integrity and humility go hand in hand. And if you've been in the corporate world, you know that this is completely opposite. The world, culture tells us to achieve success and get there by whatever means necessary. Books tell us to be a certain way, dress a certain way. You know, everything tells us to be about me, myself, and I. But Jesus, on the other hand, says to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and to live a life of integrity. It's an intentional lifestyle, and we have to reflect on honesty and good character and bring Galatians 5.22 into the mix so that the fruits of the Spirit will manifest itself in the face of challenges and temptation in a way that allows us to magnify integrity. The second one, again, I sort of mentioned it, is humility. Are you humble? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, we must clothe ourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And this is one of the most difficult things to do, to admit to ourselves, and to submit to. It is hard to show tender-hearted mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, especially as a leader, because we're in the marketplace. And in the marketplace, it's so easy to point fingers and to be tempted to, you know, be prideful and have our egos get in the way and to make sure that others' opinions of who we are and what we're doing is, is doesn't over overshadow or make us feel insignificant, but a servant leader is someone who has built the space and the capacity to grow past the experiences that could bring somebody else down and to not allow the opinions of other people to deter them from what they need to do. So a servant leader is someone who has built the space to learn and grow from experiences rather than from the opinions of other people and or the circumstances that can sometimes bring us down. We got to be humble. We got to practice humility. Again, the fruits of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. And I'm telling you, when you, can, when you can have the integrity and you can bring in humility, it changes everything for you in the marketplace and it starts to develop the character inside of you to have a servant leadership mindset. Number three, flexibility. Are you flexible? I was just talking to my mom the other day while we were in the kitchen preparing some Easter stuff, and I told her, you got to be bendable, moldable, but never breakable. And that's just basically being flexible. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 12 through 13, it says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So servant leaders are flexible. We adapt to situations. We adapt to our surroundings. We're not breakable. We are flexible. And we understand that life is going to throw us lemons, so we become professional lemonade makers, right? We don't allow unexpected events to cause us to react and get emotionally confused and panicked and, 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 and rebuttal situations situations and anger, but we recognize that God is in everything and he is always present in all of our circumstances. And all we got to do is bring to the forefront of our conscious mind to be flexible, to be humble, and to have integrity. And if we can do these things, it'll get easier and easier to get 
out of negative mindsets, it'll be easier and easier to combat the things that come into our lives to try to break us, to try to bend us, right? But we will never break because we are flexible. Number four, resilience. Are you resilient? In Hebrews chapter 12, verse one through two, it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is now seated at the right hand throne of God. So when we look at this, this is all about running the race. This is all about resilience. This is all about, you know, clinging on to what is going to give us a vision for the future. And in this scripture, Jesus is such a great example of that, right? And he tells you, don't allow the weight of sin that can so easily entangle us to hold us down, but we got to run the race that is set before us with endurance. And when you can't look to Jesus, because he is the founder and the perfecter of our faith, because he set before us the joy, he endured the cross, he despised shame. And because of that, because he endured, because he ran the race, we now can have access to the father and now have authority in Christ Jesus to be able to do the same thing that he has done. We can thrive through challenging situations. We can have a life that we can fight through. Resilience is the Christian life. But in order to become a victor, we have to look at Jesus. And when we do that, the servant mindset will activate and the struggles of life and the difficulties of life will become a little easier. And again, resilience, guys, when we push through this, it doesn't mean that things are not going to get hard. It doesn't mean that failures are not going to happen. It doesn't mean that fear is going to be there. Resilience is just the ability to, 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 you know, get knocked down and get back up and to push through circumstances and to press on through the negativity into the truth of what God has for us, because ultimately he is our strength. Number five, stewardship. And to be honest with you, this is one of the most difficult ones that I have to learn, still learning. You know, stewardship is so huge in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, as each has received a gift, you and I have received the gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And I'm going to take a personal ex experience from my life. For a very long time, I was building you know, coaching programs and coaching businesses and speaking from stage, but I was never, ever talking about God the way I am now. I was using the gift of my voice, the gift of exhortation, the gift of teaching, and I was teaching other principles that weren't guiding people to God. And now I have come under the stewardship. I have humbled myself. I am now operating in integrity with what God is giving me, right? I am now becoming flexible and I'm learning better resilience and I am becoming a better steward over the spiritual gift that God has given me. And that's the same thing that you have to do. But when you hear the word stewardship, 
it, it goes probably straight to money, right? Money is the number one thing that we think that we have to be good stewards over. And while that is the case, we do have to be good stewards over money. Remember, it's about our time, our talents, and our treasure. But sometimes we forget about our time. We forget about our talents. But as a leader, our time and our talent is what brings treasure. So we have to be good stewards over all those things. And when you know that you know that you know that you have a gift and a talent and you're using those gifts and those talents with the time that God has given you and blessed you with, then you're going to start to operate and become a good steward. So while being good stewards of our finances is definitely, again, something God wants us to do, we have to be good stewards of our talents and of our time. And last but not least, empathy. This is another one that I got to work on. This is another one that I'm getting better at. In Romans chapter 12, verse 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. This is one for me because I've never, I didn't really grow up in a place where too much empathy was shown. I didn't get to see a lot of emotional emotions. I didn't get to see a lot of, you know, oh, at a boy. I didn't, I didn't have that in my life. You know, my mom and my grandmother raised me and while they were awesome, I just didn't see a lot of nurturing aspects. So the empathy portion of weeping with people and being happy with people wasn't something that was really easy for me to do. But as a servant leader, we have to visualize ourselves becoming that servant before we actually are. Empathy is a key aspect to leadership. It's one, it's one of the key attributes that most of the people that I follow hyper-focus on because when we're empathetic, it allows us to become a servant leader and to see through the eyes of Christ. It puts a new lens on ourselves. It allows us to hurt with other people and encourage other people and have compassion for them. Didn't Jesus hurt for others? Didn't he have compassion for other people? He empathized with other people. Leadership, again, for the most part in the world, it's about power, it's about control, it's about what I can get. But leadership in biblical terms, leadership according to Jesus is all about servanthood. It's about becoming a servant to God, a slave to Christ. This is why Paul always says, count it all joy. He always says, you know, I'm a slave to Christ. I died to myself. And he was so excited about it because he saw God as his master. And he's like, I will die for you. I will be a slave for you. I will listen to you. I will be obedient to you. So as we go through this again, I hope that this podcast really spoke to you. I hope that you found some of these characteristics already inside of you. And if you haven't, or if you were not able to do so, well, now you have six steps that you can start to study, gave you scriptures with them. Again, it was integrity. After integrity came humility. After humility was flexibility. Then it was resilience. After resilience came stewardship, and after stewardship came empathy. So I pray, guys, that this podcast helps you. I pray that it brings out the servant leader inside of you so that you and I can become more like Christ, embrace the purpose-driven life that he has given us, to have a vision for the future that only he can put inside of us, and then go out there and do what you've been called to do. Because after all, here at the Kingdom-Minded Coach, that's what we're all about. We're all about helping people like you and me purposely 
go after our kingdom-driven purpose, answer the call that the king has given us, have the mindset of a servant so that we can go out there and impact lives. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 10 of the Kingdom Minded Coach podcast. As always, I love to hear from you. So if you get a chance, you can always email us in at info at thekingdommindedcoach.com. Send us any comments or maybe even some ideas for future podcasts. And if you get a moment, please leave us a rate and a review on iTunes. Those always help our podcast reach the greater parts of the world. And without your support, we're not able to do this. So please share it on your social media. Share it with your loved ones, your coworkers, your friends. And until next time, I pray that God reveals his kingdom-driven purpose to you. Thank you so much and God bless. Thank you for tuning into the Kingdom Minded Coach Podcast with your host, Angel Rivera. We hope today's episode delivered clarity towards your kingdom-driven purpose, ignited a greater vision for your future, and inspired a deeper desire to embrace all that God has for you. If you have any questions or feedback for new topics or episodes, please connect with us by sending an email to info at thekingdommindedcoach.com. And don't forget to share the podcast with everyone you love and care about on all your favorite social media platforms. Remember, we're better together and sharing positivity brings us one step closer to true fulfillment. Until our next episode, pursue purpose, embrace change, and impact your world one person at a time. God bless.